Blog Talk Radio.
Blog Talk Radio. Right here with the Five Stones. Folks, we just thank you for your time tonight again. I say it every show, but I really thank you so much for showing me right here on Blog Talk Radio. Again, this is the show. The um, host on this platform, the Five Stones Network, and I'm very sad found the others that work what are we discussing? We are discussing how subtle white people and all Americans in this God One more time. How subtle white people Sorry, y'all. I have to know the long house. Uh, that's what it looks like the music is not up in the sky high and you play it back. Anyway, I'll repeat that. Again, I'm looking to talk to you on that word. Right here on the Talk Radio. Tonight we're dealing with the topic how better life all of their hinder God's blessing. Can you hinder God's blessing? Can you hinder God's blessing? Some of you might not believe you can. I'll put it like this. I'm going to, on behalf of the Father, and, uh, my co host, Brother Ken Wood and Cassie Barrett, uh, we're going to talk about tonight how white supremacy is nothing more than idolatry. All it is, if you really want to get technical, white supremacy is just idolatry, folks. It's just a standard, a world standard, a dominating world standard in every tiny aspect of life. If there are people breathing, if there are people breathing, then you have the standard. If you don't have to have so-called white people around, the lie. That's idolatry, everybody. And that's a threat. That is a, 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 a what we call a, <laughs> a credible threat. You know, our police have to have a credible threat before they move on something. This is a proven threat to growth, uh, to uh, peace, to, um, I mean, anytime something truly dealing with these uh, you're going to be a lot of things is going to be in danger because you're not dealing in reality folks you know what happened anytime we're not dealing in reality it's a whole lot of things that can go wrong okay let me just I'm going to go ahead to the uh, I'm going to to the uh, phone lines and get out folks on but brothers it's just so y'all know I had a big family event this weekend and um, not feeling the 100% uh, I like to tell y'all that sometimes, so you'll know why I brother Seth coming as much as he used to or whatever. Some of y'all want to know things like that, and I'm letting you know right tonight that brother Seth's not 100%, but this uh, topic is really, um, to be very honest with y'all, it's, it, it, it's birthed out of a book I'm writing. And what I do with these shows with On Blog Talk Radio I've been doing shows uh, 
there really is nothing more than a book. Okay, the book. What book you tell me, Brother Seth? Well, I'm writing a book on white supremacy. But it's not white supremacy where a lot of you thinking of, uh, right? And many of you, to be honest, it's idolatry. It's, um, and this is the working definitions for tonight's show. The name of the book is The Myths of White Supremacy. A world ruling religion. One more time. The myth of white supremacy. A world ruling religion. Because it is a myth. White supremacy is a myth. Myths, plural. There's a lot of just straight up lies, deception about whites being superior. In any minute way, any tiny aspect of life. If you're listening tonight, you're tuning in. Maybe the father brought you across this path and you're hearing this for the first time. This 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 title I'm saying. There are lots of myths out there. Sammy calls, reindeers, with all of that, but there's a lot of uh, uh, what we call credible threats. Uh Myths that destroy, that hinder life, that hinder humans, uh, their potential. Um, and they'll walk with the Father more importantly. There are, there are lies you can believe, brothers and sisters, that can actually hinder your relationship with the Creator. This is one of them. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on the last show. Some people uh, have talked about it on the show for, for years now, and that is this whole white image of Christ. We're not going to spend the show talking about that. That's not the most important threat or danger or deception in the church of white Jesus. There's a lot more white supremacy that so-called black people or non-white people practice every single day, all day, 24-7. They do it with their kids. When no white people around their practice white supremacy, what they tell their children, white supremacy, belief systems. So this is, you're going to find out tonight, brothers and sisters, if nothing else, you're going to find out that non-white people are some of the biggest white supremacists on the earth. And I know they make a lot of so-called non-white people or black people feel a certain kind of way towards you for making that comment. Brother says, I believe when you come to the Father, he begins to start not only just salvaging and just not only just saving us to believe in Christ and believe in, in himself, the Father, and his word. Also, brothers and sisters, I believe he begins to dismantle a lot of the things we picked up in this world that, again, is a threat to our relationship. Brother Seth, tonight, I'm going to put a long confidence. We'll attempt to share what the Father's given him over the years. I promise you, brother, if nothing else, it has set me free. Don't know if it's going to set you free. I think if you listen to any truth, it's going to make you free. I do believe that. 
But some of y'all have reservations, and you're not going to open up to what I'm going to be saying tonight because you think you're innocent of this. And so you hear the show kind of, you know, in the background of your mind, kind of as you, um, you know, go through the internet and do what you do at night, and you're not really looking or listening. So you won't be made free. But those of you that really is kind of something about this topic that's kind of pulling on your spirit, which is the Father, um, you'll be blessed tonight. You'll be blessed tonight if you would just listen. Can you cast a great love on It's going to be saying as well as the caller. We're going to read the show's description. Again, I'm not being 100%. Hopefully, I'm going to repeat myself. I know I have a tendency to do that uh, when I'm not 100%, but we'll see. Post tonight, uh, the topic again is how subtle white supremacy in all Americans hinder God's blessing. Before I read this show description, I do mean, I did meant to put all Americans. I know many of you think, well, I don't even like white so I definitely don't think they're superior. I'll hate the them, if I can say them, because I, I, I believe the them that we call white people is no more than Africans without pigmentation. We're all from the same place. The one but two people in the garden. But I, so I do mean to say all, all. More I live, more I realize over 50 years now that black people, by the definition of the word white supremacy, is probably more saturated with white supremacy than white people themselves, so-called white people themselves, because white people know better. They know they're not superior. They live themselves. They live their conscience. They live their thoughts. They know better. So I don't know if they believe I know they don't believe they think they're back up here. Can y'all bear with me? I know they don't think our lives are superior in certain areas. So I'm listening to a backup show. I'm listening to the show in, in my second year. I have I've used one year to talk to you guys. Let's put the phone line to Ben and our co host, and he can help me out with this little sound issue we've been having. My brother King was in Canada, all the way in Tyler, Texas. Brother, can you hear me? All right. Brother, brother, can you hear me? I can hear you great. All right. You're a little choppy. I can barely make out what you're saying. Okay. We're going to do this. Do that. All right. Well, I'm gonna do something. It's my fault. I hate to do this because of the radiation and all of that. Yeah, yeah. You're, right. you're chopping. You're chopping up pretty good, brother. What about right now? Okay, so let's. I just right now phone, sounds so better. Let's try. All right. Okay, people. So, like I was saying, brother uh, Kenwin, go ahead and say hello to the people. Welcome again, everybody. Brother Kenwin Casterberry's uh, one of our new co-hosts. Done a wonderful job riding with us, commenting on this and that. Brother King was well safe, and I wouldn't have invited him to be a cause if he wasn't. And I believe he loved the Most High. I believe, I know he believed in the Ruach Hakadosh or the Holy Spirit. And uh, this is a Hebrew Israelite. This is one of those that he isn't just it by blood like African Americans really are, but he's one of those that accept it. So, Brother Kingwin, go ahead and say hello to the people, please. 
Shalom, shalom, everybody. Glad everybody can make it in. Um, uh, hopefully we have another fruitful uh, dialogue and about this topic. And, uh, hey, I'm here. I'm ready to get it on, y'all. Well, appreciate that, brother. And uh, just know, uh, everybody, that tonight um, this show is in an open forum. We are definitely going to be dealing with this one topic. So if you're calling in with, with uh, comments about the topic, press 1 if you're on the phone lines, uh, and we will be able to bring you on. Um, if you're in the chat room and you have questions about this uh, topic, go ahead and type your questions, but do, do us a favor and type question marks before and after your question where you can kind of stand out there in the chat room. Okay? So, again, everybody, welcome to the Five Smooth Song Network. And, again, you got Brother Kenwin and Brother Seth. So, uh, Kenwin, as you heard me earlier, I was saying uh, that the definition of a white supremacist, the definition of a white supremacist, is one that believes that whites are superior in many ways. For just, I mean, just take one particular area, education. They actually think whites are superior as far as education. I mean, they, they are convinced. Now, oh yeah, that lie, that lie, because it is a lie, is believed by so-called African Americans just as strong as it's believed by a lot of these so-called white supremacists. They actually believe it equally. So what makes that so-called African-American or so-called black person could be uh, uh, someone else from another country just dark-skinned? Why do we feel like, and this is a rhetorical question, Brother Kingman, uh, you don't have to answer it right now because I want to read the show description, take a quick little breather break, and then we're going to get into this really strong. Brothers and sisters, uh, please hear your brother Seth tonight. Please hear me tonight. This is a threat to you. you I know a lot of y'all thinking, well, I'm, I'm into this, I'm into black power, this, I'm into the black this, I'm into the black that. No, I ain't on no white supremacy, brother. You got me wrong. Please listen to your brother tonight. What I'm going to show you is what the Father showed me about my own personal self. I know some of y'all are saying, well, that's just you, man. That's just you. No, no, you need to really, really listen. I've seen people that's been out there for our people for many, many years. I mean, leading black causes, speaking out against racism, and they are literally practicing it. I mean, practicing not racism like blacks hate whites. No, I mean practicing white men superior. And they're out there standing up against racism. I've seen whites that, well, y'all probably believe that about whites, so let me just stick with our people, with so-called dark people. And i got to be careful with the whole our people, them people. So for sake of just for clarity tonight, when I say our people, I'm talking about African Americans. I believe it's Israelites. Outside of Israelites, we don't know who the rest of the planet is because we're all mixed. Everybody's mixed. The only way we know an Israelite is because we're, we're seeing prophecies be fulfilled in this certain people. African-Americans, I think, is one. 
They're in East Af uh, East Africa, um, West Africa, North Africa, South Africa. They're in India. They're in North India, South, and they're all over. They've been dispersed. The Bible says Israel have been dispersed at the four corners. They're living out certain prophecies. Now, we believe that's Israel, but as far as who are all those other people in Genesis 10, we're too mixed to know. So this is why I like the term for whites, faded Africans, or Africans without pigmentation, to make it more kind and more sensitive. Because we're not trying to put that anybody on this network. So, I've invited Brother Kenwin Castleberry tonight to ride with me as I share what the Father reveals to me about white supremacy and racism, first of all, inside of me. But then he began to share with me how uh, anyone raised up in this white-dominated society is a victim of this white supremacy because the way this system is, it redefines everything in this world and it reintroduces everything again. It takes in the truth, and it spits out a lie. It hides the glory of non-white people. It hides the glory of black people. It hides the glory. Anything that they didn't start, well, let me just rephrase that. Anything that anybody started, they steal the credit. Anything so-called non-white, non-black people created or started, um, which is everything, they turn around and say they did it. And they'll give you certain little things that they did. It's insignificant for control. But before you get too upset with them, if I can use the word them, please know this, that the Father talked about a people that would come from the north that would do these things, that would take control of the world. Well, how are they going to do it? How are they going to do it? Guns and bullets and all of that and horses, all that back in the day was horses and spears and uh, or not spears, but swords before that was spears. But my point is you cannot control people just by forcing them with a gun or, or with tanks or with horses or whatever. You can only, you can just dominate them physically, but you can't get their minds. White supremacy, you don't even have to be in their country to control them. All you need them to do is have a TV or a radio. You just need them to hear you tell the lie, and they become hypnotized by it. You can control their wealth. You can control their minds. You can control their priorities. You can control their marriages. You can control their children. You can control their self-esteem. You can control their sex life. You can control everything they define by simply giving them a whole new system of beliefs we call white supremacy. So I'm going to go back to reading my show's description, and it's going to make more sense. And more sense at any times, brothers and sisters, please do not lose hope because this is the kind of thing we're talking about tonight that will make you give up on humanity, not just white people, humanity. When you begin to see the sickness of what we're practicing, it'll make you give up on humanity. 
it'll make you want to not deal with anybody because you're afraid of this germ of white supremacy. So those of you that have thought Brother Seth is just too kind to white people, oh, he's just, this is your show. You're going to see I'm vehemently against, and I hate, hate with the, every sense of the word, Brother Kenwin, white supremacy. I don't hate white people. I hate white supremacy, and I find it in both white and black, and I think it's stronger in blacks because whites know better. So when whites practice white supremacy, I think they've been deceptive and they're lying and conniving. They know better. They ride the wave. They get the benefits. They experience something called white privilege. Brother Phil? Brother Seth? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. I understand. I wanted to add to what you were saying, Brother Seth, um, that even when you think you're cured of uh, white supremacy, uh, it, it still lingers. It's still there as a stain um, coming from a lot of our more educated brothers and sisters uh, when they uh, – through their lessons or teachings, or even in religion, in our belief system. The supremacy also kind of shows its face also in our uh, religious system. So even when you kind of think you're cured of that, it it, uh, it always kind of remains. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm just kind of adding in there that even in our religious system, um, it's always there. Even when you think you're cured of it, you know, you find yourself uh, uh, engulfed in white supremacy. It's literally everywhere. Uh, but what exactly yeah. is uh, white supremacy, and what what when did it really form? Uh, I like to think it kind of came together during the Renaissance period, uh, co- uh, colonization of different nations. Because uh, before that, they was pretty much identified from the nation that they're from, uh, French, uh, you know, uh, Great Britain, you know, uh, Scotland. Uh, they was just kind of uh, named from the places that they're from, and they didn't really get along with each other very much. But through colonization, well, they, they all became, yeah, white. <laughs> right. You know? Well, uh-huh. I'm glad you asked that question, um, Brother Kingwood. Glad you asked that question, and I, and I appreciate the comment even. Um, brothers and sisters, first let me read um, this show's description because I'm trying to stay on task here, and then I'm going to ask Brother Clint Kingwood's very pointed question. It's vital, it's, it's vital we answer this question to even understand this show. But the show's description, for those of you that call the phone number every single week, you already know what's going on. I gave you the topic. Here is the show's description. On this program, we avoid traditional, shallow racism talk we see presented by world media and on most racism forums. And that is the truth, brothers and sisters. I gotta add this real quick. Side row. That is so true. It is 
such a shallow, shallow world we live in uh, with regards to dealing with this topic. It's hard to hear people really talk about the real uh, white supremacy. And I think we're just wasting time with a lot of these forums. I I don't mean to act like I got it all together, but brothers and sisters, I promise you, Nobody talk about racism the way we do here white, at, at um, Five Small Stones because I believe with every fiber of my being, it's just a philosophy. You say, well, a lot of people say that. Yeah, but a lot of people don't say it's mostly practiced by so-called dark-skinned people. A lot of people don't say that whites know better. They may say that, but they don't. They don't. They, a lot of folks is on the train uh, bashing uh, those that loved Hitler, and you know, they they try to demonize these people as something as some alien in our country, and it's not true. Trump, I believe, was a racist, yet he got half America to vote for him. So no matter how you feel about Trump, some of you say, well, no, he's not racist. But the man made so many racist comments. If he's not, why would you make those type of comments? And a bigger question is, why would you vote for him? Why would you vote for a racist? Even though Hitler wasn't squeaky clean, why would you vote for a racist, though? That's a whole nother level of evil. Why would you vote for a guy that's hanging out with Steve Bannon, a, 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 a confessed white supremacist, and others in this cabinet we won't get into? Because America is proving what your brother is saying tonight. A lot of black people spoke very highly of Trump. And they heard his racist comments over and over again. They know about his dad that was uh, arrested after a Klan rally, being a participant. Why would you vote for Trump? Am I saying everybody vote for Trump is a racist? I'm not saying that. I'm saying those of us that hate racism, still practices white supremacy. For again, working definition of white supremacy is this. A working definition of white supremacy is this. Now I got off my my ship, but I'm telling y'all, not 100% tonight. But the working definition, brothers and sisters, Brother Casabere, of white supremacy is this. Anyone, this is Brother Seth's definition now, Anyone that believes whites are superior in any way, well, brother, you know, I don't know. In this one way, you can't, you know, white folks that do do that. Please tell me what area. Tonight, what we're going to do, we're going to um, share with you some of the lies, and it's going to blow you away. I promise you. It's going to blow some of y'all away. You're going to be like, whoa, that's how I talk. Whoa, that's how my mother talk. And I'm talking about black people. 
and this is not a pass for white folks and nothing like that. I'm not on no Uncle Tom and stuff where I'm just, you know, victimizing the victim. I'm saying all of us is victimized by white supremacy, whites and blacks. It hinders them, hurts them, hurts their relationship with the father because they're not trusting the father. They're trusting their own skin. And it hinders us, of course, because we got a standard that the father never authorized that we're believing. We're looking at the Bible, talking about why he's in the Bible, looking at folks, that's, that's white supremacy. If the, the father they'll put them in the scriptures like they are, then you adding something, or somebody added it, and you repeating something that's that's a lie. All lies is gonna at some point bring pain. Every single lie, you just tell me the lie, I can tell you the pain's gonna bring. So let me finish reading the show. Well, well, let's hit this definition a little, a little harder. So the definition is white supremacy is a philosophy. It's a group of lies needed needed to control the masses for gain, for world domination. They have, they have to have the lies as they cannot dominate. They have to have the lies as they cannot dominate. They have to tell the lies of what black skin is, how we got dark skin. They have to tell those lies as we will love ourselves and we probably will want to be mixing with them or we won't we won't want what they got. We have to feel we don't have what it takes. Be it the beauty, be it mental, be it spiritual, so you make the Bible white. To disenfranchise those people who really is representing the Bible. You have to tell that lie as those people are going to see that Bible in the real way, and they're going to be empowered by those scriptures and be empowered by this God, and they won't be able to be a servant. They'll rule like they always have. So you have to come in and whitewash everything, everything. Folks, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You have to whitewash Everything you have to go throughout the world, knocking off this figure and figures that will say the people that rule this world were dark. You have to disfigure their noses. You have to burn up libraries. You got to get rid of whatever is truth. You have to go into hieroglyphics. You have to you have to tamper with the hieroglyphics or the metaphor. You have to, brothers and sisters. It's the need if you're going to control. I know on a small, tiny scale, Brother Castleberry, a lot of men who want to control their wives. And one of the things they do is hide information. Just on a small, tiny, 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 tiny scale. A lot of men like dominating their women. And they'll keep certain things from them. They'll keep putting them down like, you can't do this. You're dumb. You're dumb. It's men like that. I shouldn't say I, I know them. I, it's not like my friends, but I've, I've heard and seen people. They try to put their wives down or put their husbands down to control them. They have to use those lies, deceptive. Some people call it witchcraft. You have to, else people will not be able to control. Brother Kenwin Castleberry, I want your comment on that. Then I'm going to finish reading 
this show's description. I know I'm late, brother, okay. with this show description, but y'all bear with me. I know I'm kind of taking everything slow, and I tell you I wasn't 100%. So I'm a little off script, but Brother Kenwin, any comments on what you've heard before I finish this show's description? Okay. Well, uh, I just kind of want to add to it, not necessarily disagree. Uh, I wanted to throw in the fact that a lot of our brothers and sisters who are even educated on this matter, uh, they still show signs that they, too, still are suffering from white supremacy, either if you get into a political uh, forum or you talking about Trump earlier, uh, that's a good example right there. Uh, the Democratic side is also very, very white supremacy, uh, but they don't show it like the Republicans. So it's, it's really kind of a big ball of confusion in a lot of different areas. And uh, if you're not careful, uh, that stain could always still remain, even when you think you're free of it. All right, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to say on that. Well, I think Brother you Phil. are onto something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're onto something, and uh, uh, I'm going to put this this phone on speaker, everybody, because I, I just can't deal with the radiation. I'm sorry, but I keep talking about the speakers and mics. I keep – y'all, please forgive me. But if you only if you blogged on Blog Talk Radio, you know this is the problem. So, Brother Kim, when I've got you on speaker, let me know. If you can't hear me, I'll start to say immediately, okay? All right. Uh, yeah, he's right. Brother Kenwin is right. Uh, it don't have nothing to do with how many degrees you got. It don't It don't matter whether or not you are Surgeon General of the United States or some educated, uh, respected position. No matter if you're a doctor, lawyer, scientist, astronaut, it doesn't matter. If you house these, this belief system, you are in danger uh, and you're in danger you're in, da- you're in danger and you're endangering everybody that hear you where it relates to this topic you are a threat and it's serious so tonight I want to finish the show description and talk about how dangerous is it how 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 bad is it brother Seth you know you talk about this all the time even my calls get tired of talking about white supremacy, racism. You talk about it like it ain't no other evils in the world. I talk about it, brothers and sisters, because the other evils in the world have had their day. Everybody don't have to lie, cheat, steal, adultery. But white supremacy, people can't even tell you what it is, much less whether or not they're practicing it. So I believe there's a calling on my life to expose it just like the Father did with me, showing me that I, a black man who at the time was a minister, using the gifts of the Spirit, not all of them, but here and there, who has faith, who understood a lot of the Word, who was winning people to the Father through his Son, really an upstanding, respectable young man, the father showed me I was practicing white supremacy. 
So here's another definition. I want to add to the definition. White supremacy, just this very phrase, is a lie. You have to watch saying it. Just saying white supremacy by itself, you're saying white is superior. You almost have to say it like this, the lies of white supremacy. Because if you just say white supremacy by itself, you're saying white is superior. Tonight we're going to talk about white supremacy. You're really saying this. Tonight we're going to talk about how whites are superior. See, even just in saying the phrase, you have to be careful. Y'all see what I mean? Are you going to hear some things you didn't hear before, never heard before? Some of you never heard before in your whole life. Oh, you just don't know. It's about to get real. You hear a lot of things you never heard before. Not just to be hearing stuff and having itching ears, but these are things that will affect how you look at yourself, how you look at your 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 God, how you look at your fellow man. Yes, this lie affects you as a human being. Brothers and sisters, please hear me tonight, okay? Please hear me tonight. Just to finish with the show's description, it says this. On this program, we avoid traditional shallow racism talk. We see presented by the world media and on most racism forums to date. Instead, we share on this episode how white supremacy isn't something akin only to so-called white brothers and sisters, but practiced literally by everyone raised in a white male-dominated society on the earth, consciously or unconsciously. One more time. On this program, we avoid traditional shallow racism talk we see presented by world media and on most racism forums to date. Instead, we share on this episode how white supremacy isn't something akin only to our white brothers and sisters, but practiced literally by everyone raised in any white male-dominated society on earth, consciously or unconsciously. And I do mean consciously or unconsciously. So that's what we're dealing with tonight, brothers and sisters. I love every single one of y'all before I get started. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. All right. Brother Kenwin, I never asked you this, I don't think, as a co host on this uh, uh blog talk uh network on Fast and Song, I don't think I ever asked you this, but do you love all people? Brother Kenwin, did you hear that? Okay, brother and sister, I can't. Oh, hear and, you and my mic. You can't hear. Can you hear me now? Okay, your mic was off. Can you hear? Let's do it again, everybody. Not a problem. Let's do it again. Uh, the question is, do you love all people? Uh, that's a complicated question, there, uh, brother Phil. Um. Because, uh, well, I I care for all people. Uh, as far as love, love is more of a powerful word to describe it. Um, I care. I care for humanity in general. Uh, but as far as love, I, it's hard for me to uh, label it to that degree. 
Well, if you care, if that makes any care sense. is birthed out of love. You know, I don't think, I don't think racists really care for um, so-called. Um, I'm putting you back on speaker. I don't think racism care for so-called black people. So, if you care, that is a byproduct, I think, of love. So, everybody heard. Yeah. Um, the yeah. reason why yeah. I ask you that is, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I just kind of wanted to kind of clarify myself because there's a, as of being a black American, um, you experience just living here in America, uh, all different types of uh, immigrants that uh, come and uh, you develop, you start to see, you know, a little bit about them and stereotypes and things of that nature. And so they they look at us. And, uh, but as far as humanity, I mean, I wouldn't, rush into a burning building to save someone if they needed that type of help. Um, however, but when you put a label like love, do I love the, you know, people of other nationalities that pretty much definitely have showed us over the years that they do not love us back? Do I just pour out love to people who don't? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. But I can say I care, you know. I, I can say I care, but I oh, that's too strong of a word, love, to use to describe it. And uh, that's kind of, you know, how I kind of feel about that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, let me say this to yeah. you. Uh, I appreciate your honesty, and uh, I appreciate uh, those words because that is a step in the right direction. But and sister, we got the at least have that kind of concern, all right, to make this planet really uh, function the way I think it's supposed to. I use the word love, and it sounds like we're talking about the same thing, to be honest with you, brother. In other words, when I say I love people, I, and I, in my shows, but I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. What I mean by that is, Christ said, the greatest love is that a man give his life for his friend. That's pretty deep. You just drop your life down for some friends And not your wife or your children That's obviously you would do that But to do it for a friend That's deep What I try to do on this network Brothers and sisters Again I'm Seth Turner Founder of the Five on Network And again I got Brother Kenyon Casterberry uh, One of our newest co-hosts And tonight we're talking about how Subtle white supremacy in all Americans hinder God's blessings Folks, what I try to do is when the Father shows me something and and it shows me, he shows it to me in such a way that it brings freedom, true, authentic, in your face, freedom, or in my face, freedom, I try to go and share that. And I feel like you should do the same. If there's something in your life that you've learned for sure and your words and it's true, why don't you hold it to just yourself, as hurting as humanity is all around you? It don't mean you know it all or you got it all together just because you got this one truth. But why not share it if it really, really, really made you free? That means that truth, if it came from the Father, I believe, will make other people free. So I was saying earlier and kind of got off, about white supremacy, the definition. 
When you say the term white supremacy, it is the definition of, again, any belief that white disappeared. But of the other side of that coin, just think about a coin. One side, it says white supremacy. And if you flip the coin over, it says the term, Brother Kenwin, black inferiority, black inferiority. Flip the coin back over, it says white supremacy. Flip it back over, it says black inferiority. When you say white supremacy, what is it supreme over? We're talking about the live white supremacy. What are they lying? They are superior over what? Black inferiority. You cannot have the definition of white supremacy without saying blacks is inferior. If this white is superior, what are they superior over? White supremacy, when you say that, if you don't, if you just say it to talk about you're going to have a show or something like that, or you're saying the dangers of it, then you're not giving it strength. But if you just say the term white supremacy, you're saying white is superior. You might as well put is between the two words because what you're saying, you're saying white supremacy. But what or who is it superior of? It's superior of dark-skinned people. Now, I said that to say this. Why you say it like that, Brother Seth? I said all of that to say this. Some people don't ever say the word black, excuse me, white supremacy. They just talk about how blacks are inferior. They just say stupid stuff about how blacks are inferior. Some are very educated people. And they talk about, well, you know how our people are, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not how our people are. That's how some of our people are that are brain dead or that are just ignorant or that are misinformed. That's not how black people are. Well, you know how our people, when we move into a neighborhood, it goes down. That's not true. That's what white people say. That's not true. There's a whole lot of black people in yards. In, 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 in living quarters are better than our so-called white brothers and sisters. So if we move into neighborhood and go down, who are you talking about? And what neighborhood are you talking about? And what kind of people are you talking about? On this show a couple of weeks ago, Brother King and Brother uh, Perseph Rochette laughed, had a good laugh when I talked about not wanting to live around people with the nigger mindset people with the so-called nigger mindset. It is a mindset. I'm just probably shouldn't use the word nigger to describe it, but I think y'all know what I'm talking about if I use it like that. I start trying to say something else, y'all already know who I'm talking about. I don't want to live next door to niggers, people that act like niggers. Again, like one brother said, God made man. Racist, powerful white people come along and they made niggers. Human beings that believe lies so bad that they begin to accept in their behavior is what, who we're talking about. We probably shouldn't use the term nigger to describe, but I'm just saying, because in the black community, we do say it. Where that's why I'm talking like this, because it really is conversation. And a lot of our, when we get together, family reunions or barbecues or whatever we're doing, and when we come in masses, groups of people, we do talk about this kind of thing. So some of y'all may be offended by the word, but others, this is the way y'all talk. So all I'm trying to say is this: you can not, you can have a group of, uh, of black folk around, and they can all be professionals. I'm talking about making six figures. 
you're going to hear philosophies and little things and little quotes that they say that's full of black inferiority type beliefs. Well, you know our people is. You know our people. You know black folk this one. If I ever get a bit, I'm not gonna fool black. They're gonna be saying something, and if you really, really listen, that is what white people say. Racist. I'm talking about white people, and I'm not even saying I'm not gonna say race work because when we say that, people think that's really mean, nasty people with some Confederate flag. No, no, no. When I say that's what white people say, I'm talking about upstanding, church-going white people, some of them that really love black people as much as they can. It's like I'm sitting up here and I think I love them. There's some whites that feel just like I feel. They don't want to do no harm to no blacks. But if you listen to them talk, they got these philosophies, and so do so-called black people. This is why I say, Brother Kenwin, Brother Seth, attacks and hate the philosophy of black inferiority. Maybe I should call it that instead of white supremacy. Same thing, though. When you say black inferiority, black inferiority, who are they inferior to? Whites. When you say white supremacy, who are they superior to? Blacks. You see what I mean by the kingdom by the same coin, just on one side you have it's saying whites are superior. On the other side, it says blacks is inferior. One defined the other. One side of the coin defined the other side of the coin. You can never say white supremacy and not be saying black inferiority. You can never be saying black inferiority. You can never say black inferiority and not mean white supremacy. They define each other. Brother Kenan, any feedback on that? Well, uh, just like always, I want to add to it. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, and and uh, a lot, a lot of aspects uh, I'm in agreement with. Um, just want to kind of throw that in there that even our brothers who are, think they are free from it, they think they're free, literally. And by listening to them, you can still hear uh, white supremacy. You know, just because they do their best to surgically put a difference in between them. Uh, and their, that technique is so delicate with that surgical tool they're using that you can still see the white supremacy of a uh, little bit of it in, in that uh, person. So it's a stain on us all. And they was uh, their worthy enemy. And uh, they're, they're here to stay, and the only thing that can defeat it will be our Christ. Uh, that That's the only entity that can defeat it. It's, it's way yeah, well, too powerful and, think, and way think, too deep. Go ahead. No, that's all I uh, wanted to say. Go ahead. And I think when you say our Christ, I don't think he has to come and rule on the earth to defeat it. I do think when he comes, certain things are going to be defeated. But he defeated white supremacy slash black inferiority, same same state and same comment. I'm just saying the difference. One coin, two sides. One defined the other. But he defeated white supremacy slash black inferiority 
inside of Brother Seth. He's defeating it inside of me, Brother Kingwin. It don't mean I'm I'm totally I'm, uh, clear of it. I, 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 it don't mean I'm totally free of it. If you watch me very careful with white gloves and a microscope, you may find some in me still. But I can I can let everyone know the way you learn to lie, it can be unlearned. You don't have Christ to come in this millennial rule to put down it. You can put it down if you listen to his word now because when we come in the millennial reign, all he's going to be doing is, again, teaching. It's going to be truth. The Bible says wisdom is going to flow from Mount Zion. So that same wisdom that's going to happen then, it don't mean it ain't flowing now. It's just people are going to get more full of lies, new lies. But he can break the power of white supremacy slash black inferiority, inferiority in our minds and hearts and spirits right now. And what I've learned, brothers and sisters, some of y'all ain't going to like this, but just like you have to, it was, you got the whole of this doctrine, it really is a religion. It really is a religion is what it really is. White supremacy is a religion. That's what my book is saying. The myth of white supremacy, our world's ruling religion. That's the name of the book I'm writing. Folks, the Bible says the truth will make us free. And that truth can be applied to your life right now, those you listening. I'm going to make some statements now, and they're going to sound really cuckoo. If they sound cuckoo to you, that's only because you are a white supremacist. You're practicing. And when I put that term white supremacy on you, white supremacist, white supremacist on you, all it means is you're practicing it here and there. That's all. It don't mean that you are with the people that's throwing a, you know, hell Hitler signs up. But you are practicing, brothers and sisters, and you are you are a problem where you practice this. There's nothing to play with. The Father wants you and I delivered of all lies. That means white supremacy slash black inferiority. But let's talk a little bit deeper. That's first gear, everybody. Thank you for listening. That was first gear. Let's go into second gear. So what do you mean, Brother Seth? practicing, black people practicing white supremacy. The way we look at the scriptures is a complete lie. It's just a complete lie. The way we present Christ and God in the Bible is a complete lie. And this is why it's not effective as it should be because we're, we're Somebody came along, Brother Kenwin, and those of you listening, and rewrote history. Some of you are saying right now, I can see in, the, in my spirit what that's got to do with As long as you know about Christ, as long as you know he died and he rose again, and you believe in it, yeah, that is true that you can get salvaged through a white Jesus. Yes, you can. There is some salvation that comes with it. For instance, a lot of our 
parents had white images up and something else did got them up. And you trust the father that Christ did come to the earth and died for our sins. And, and you're right. And you trust that. And the Bible says that the father will give you faith to believe. And you got that faith and you are his. All of this white image. So, but I said, what you talking about? How is the son? How, because he didn't look like that, brothers and sisters. So what? Who cares what he looked like? The most important thing is what he taught. Well, he taught not to walk in deception and lies. If somebody come along and, and lie about the Bible, you can't say just because you're salvaged by his blood that that lie don't need to be exposed. You can't say, well, I'm going to take the salvation as far as his blood, and but as far as his white skin, I'm going to take that too because it really don't, it's not going to hurt me. You got to take all the truth that he came, he lived, he died, he rose again, and that his skin was just like the Bible said. So you got to take all the word. You say, well, that's not that important. It may You may think it's not important. I understand. He's just talking about his feet and his hair. Why is that? A, why? Because these people have a doubt, but it's a scheme. It's something they're doing. It's a reason they go above and beyond the over 400 years with this lying image. You better listen to your brothers and sisters. You better listen to me tonight. There's a reason it's important to them. You might not know it's saying, it don't matter. I don't care. I don't care. They know that once you buy into that lie, that system, they're going to be able to control you because you're going to see them in a way that you're not supposed to see them because when you're looking at them, you're looking at this Christ that they put before you. So the first thing they do, they change his name. Then they change his image. And this show is not about Jesus being black. We're going to go to, there's all kind of white supremacy that we practice. Every day don't have nothing to do with the image of Christ. I'm just hitting this right now to start with this. If they can get you to believe, they who, those in power that happens to be not have pigmentation, if they are much pigmentation, once they begin to get you to buy into this white image, you're going to give them more credit when they talk about God because they look more like Christ than you. The Israelites look more like Christ and uh, uh, the Israelites. Excuse me. The Bible is about Christ, Israelites, and the Most High. If they can change that image in your mind to where when you think of Christ, the Israelites, and the Most High, if you can think of white people, they can control you better. But if you thought of the who the Bible really is talking about, they won't be able to control that part of you. You will know if the father started with dark-skinned people, obviously he's still dealing with dark-skinned people, and it will make you look at dark-skinned people a little different. When they start to misbehave, you'll say, well, know what's going on with them. You won't think they can't do something, or they just stupid or dumb. You'll just think something has happened to these people because they used to rule the world. And some of y'all, I know you already think like this, and you say, well, I already knew that. That's, that's elementary to me. Yeah, but let's go a little deeper. Brothers and sisters, I do a show called, I I have this thing I call Expo 30, Expo 30. Google, brothers and sisters, Fossil's on Blog Talk Radio and Expo 30. 
where I go into 30 areas of life in every tiny one of these 30 areas, every one of these areas of life, and there's 30 of them, is saturated with white supremacy. I mean saturated with it. Everywhere people are breathing and interacting with each other, there is this 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 white cloud, if you will. There is these teachings in speech, thought, or action. Speech, thought, or action. They're promoting and preaching white supremacy, and they're not always white. Most of the planet preaching white supremacy isn't white. Most of the teachers of white supremacy and promoters of white supremacy are not white. This 91% non-white, yet the 9% of whites, the philosophy of being superior, is a global thing. It's a global power. Everywhere they go, they get the red carpet. They don't even have to live in the country. They'll just bow down to them because they've got the TV on. Like I said, it's the media. Once you listen to the lies, when you see them, or you don't even have to see them, you'll be defending them before you even see them. You'll be taking their up their philosophy and their ways and thinking their colleges are better before you even have them in your country. The lies through the media seen media or just heard media will do the trick. Folks, this is serious. This is serious. This is serious. So at this time, I'm going to talk about how the Father first, first, first shared with me that I was practicing white supremacy. I know I'm moving kind of slow, brothers and sisters, but it's okay. Because all those things I've said, and Brother Kenwin Castleberry, who is my co-host tonight, have said to you, you needed to hear. Some of y'all listen to this show, and you like some of the things I'm saying. That's why you keep listening. But, folks, it ain't no cute little show. You are acting it out. Here's the, the, the exception of those people, Brother Kenwin, that's not acting out white supremacy. Here they are. You'd have to pretty much be born in a place where there's no white people. That's number one. If you're around them, they're going to be acting superior. So you have to be born where there's no white people, Harley. Number two, you cannot have access to the media. I mean zero. I mean zero. Like you don't even know what a TV is almost. So now you're only around so-called dark people, and y'all going to be doing what people do, laughing and playing and working and building your little civilization. No, I shouldn't say little, but you're going to be building wherever you're at. Some privileged people in Africa or in other countries that do not have access to the media is better off. They don't even know to think whites are superior because they don't see no whites. They don't even know to think whites are because they don't have TV. They don't even know to think that they are inferior. They don't even know to even think that thought. They don't even they never even look at themselves and think some less of their skin when they look at each other. Because nobody never says and try to define them. They never think nothing about their nose size or their lip size or their butt size or their skin being dark or light. They just never think about it. 
They never know about the glory to white people and what they've done to all these people, these great white Americans and, you know, civil, you know, all these wars. They don't know nothing about none of that. Those are the only people that are really free of white supremacy. If you have a degree, oh, my goodness, and I promise to God, I respect those people that discipline themselves to go somewhere and sit down and learn a skill or, or become a scholar in this particular area or become a, you know, thing wrong with being educated. But if you've been educated in the West, they literally go out of their way to hide accomplishments of so-called African-Americans or black people. This education in the West, they're literally pumping all of the recipients of those degrees, PhDs or whatever, with white supremacy. Those people are brilliant as far as American history, European history. You start talking about any other way of life. I'm not just talking about history. As in thousands of years ago, black folks did. I'm talking about what black people are doing right now. You didn't hear about it. That's the system. That's the system to black out anything so-called black people have done or is how you produce an America, a Switzerland, a Germany, all these white countries, powerful. You have to brainwash your masses into worshiping you. And, yes, the Bible has been tampered with and is now promoting white supremacy, not the father. He didn't do it. Not the son. He didn't do it. Definitely not the Holy Spirit. But wicked white people that I believe the Father has allowed Satan to put this in them to give them the upper hand, to rule because of a discipline he's putting on the whole world, not just Israel. The world turned to him. And so he talked about this people that he would his to do it in the north that will come and set up shop in all countries, and they will rule. Well, how are they going to rule, brother? There's only, only a few of them in the whole country of millions. Yeah, but it's what they bring in, this philosophy. All they need is you to do is get a TV, Internet, be able to connect to the World Wide Web, and it's over. Because they're going to start this campaign of, again, hiding dark skin contributions either in the past or even what's going on right now, hiding it and only telling you the wonderful things about Europeans. In the past, what's going on now, and even what's to happen in the future. Brother Kenwin, comments, please. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, not a whole lot to say on that, man. You hit it right on the head. Um, yeah, so, but it's that and um, I, well, I, I'm, I ain't gonna say I'm blind, but I have took in a lot of Hebrew Israelite teachings, and um, it's conflicting when it comes to this subject uh, with me. Um, I understand that us Hebrew Israelites, we are not all black people, but some of us are very much biracial. Uh, a lot of us have our mothers and uh, and siblings and cousins who are white, 
and it, it becomes a, a, a very touchy subject. So, Brother Seth, I'm going to just kind of let you uh, continue, and I'm, I'm, I'm like the listeners. I'm listening on your point of view, your how you view it, you know. It's not like well, I, I have negativity, but I, I'm, I'm very interested in how you see this and want to follow where you're well, going. I cannot thank you enough for those words, and, and that's just, that was just hard. I heard Brother Kim, that was just hard. And that's where a lot of people are. That's where I was. And I appreciate you for being humble enough to say, I don't, not that you don't know, but you haven't quite heard it quite like that. So let me go ahead and proceed, everybody. But um, and then I'm going to take a short break. Again, I'm not 100% tonight, but since I'm just sharing with y'all what it's been, what it set me free. So I'll, I'll share really quickly. A couple more things, then I'm going to come back and talk about how the Father showed me I was practicing, how I was practicing. Let me just go ahead and share that now, and then I'll take a little break. I remember one time praying, because, you know, we have to have times where we sit down and we just pray. Folks don't do nothing else. We're supposed to, as believers, have quiet time, and we're supposed to have time where we're supposed to be literally um, praying. So this is one of my times of Probably had some quiet time with the Father. That's where we just sit, and we don't ask for nothing. Quiet and listen. I don't think it was around one of those times, but I remember thinking for some reason about racism, and I remember thinking this, and I know the Father gave me this because I just am not that intelligent, brothers and sisters. I know me. I may talk a whole lot. But listen real careful. You hear some patches of ignorance even with me, and uh, just like anybody else. But I, I remember seeing Brother Kenwin and those of you on the phone lines and those of you listening to the archives later on after the show is recorded and in the chat room as well. I remember thinking, it's almost like some questions came to me. What is beauty? And I answered. Why? I don't know. It's just thoughts came to me, and I answered what I thought beauty was. What's a good education? And I began to thinking of white colleges. Well, Harvard is a good education. Uh, John Hopkins is a good education. Uh, Princeton is a good education. I must have named about five colleges. And uh, like that, those types of colleges. And some said, well, if you was dying, who would you want working on you? If somebody said to you, listen, you got a month to live, we got these surgeons that's coming in, they're going to work on you, who who would you want? And I remember thinking of my team of surgeons and all of them were white. I just just, just answering the question. Well, what, what's the answer for you, caller, listener? And there was other questions like that that was just popping up. What's a good neighborhood? Well, I'm asking you the same question. What would you say is a good neighborhood? I mean, the best neighborhood. What would you say is the best neighborhood? I begin to start thinking of big old houses and pretty nice streets with its trees, you know, just really nice, nice, nice neighborhood. It was all white. And there was other questions like this. Sometimes like I won't name everything. To be very honest, I'm kind of tired. I can't think of everything. But it was questions like that. 
And then something, don't ask me what, I don't I don't know. I just remember seeing all my answers. And all my answers were as if I was a white man answering those questions. Well, beauty is smaller nose, narrow lips, more like a white girl. I didn't realize I just, I was thinking of a black person. But I thought of white images, uh, white so-called white features. And I found out later that those features are not white. They're really black people. But I'm just saying in my mind, I was thinking of white, white people, their features. And what's a good education? All of the colleges I named were white. Some of them said, what's wrong with that? That is true. Is it? Is it? Does knowledge only reside at a certain location? Cannot people at black colleges have the same information John Hopkins? Or if they say it, is it not the same knowledge? Or it only can come through white people? Well, you know how, uh, how those black colleges, they're not all they cranked to be, you know. Some of them teachers at some of these black colleges taught at the, the Ivy League schools, so-called Ivy League schools. So how is that going to – how is some kind of way when they go to a black college, they they lose? But if you talk to black people, this is what they say. So what do you think white people are saying? Same thing. They're all brothers and sisters. Don't forget what I'm about to say right now. Brother Kenwin, this is what I'm about to say. is one of those topics right now that's crucial. How can we not be white people? And that's all we was taught by. Why is it a big mystery what I'm talking about, brothers and sisters? You never was taught to be black or love yourself. You never was, you never flew to Africa, many of you, and lived there for years and saw the glory where everything you see with your eye was created by a black man. You never lived in an environment like that. Well, people don't sit up and talk about no big nose, big lips, because nobody never even thinks to say that because that's how they all look. Some of them have smaller lips, but they don't even say it's smaller. If you never lived around the glory of dark-skinned people being before you all day long, every day, every day, all day, 24, 24 hours, 24 hours, every day you get up and you see skyscrapers and you see agriculture and you see animals and you see this and you see technology and there's no white people around. None, nowhere, can't find them. And you see a thriving economy like it is in Africa and India and all kind of dark-skinned places. If you don't see that, how on God's green earth can you not be a white man? And I see your hand. There we go, 602 we're coming at you. How? How can you be different than them kids that y'all in the same classroom? I'm talking about the little white kids. You probably borrowing a pencil. They may be borrowing your eraser. You're in the same classroom. Classroom, you see these same images all over America that's white. You go into the grocery store, you look at the magazine rack like I've done a thousand times, sit back and look at them. They're all white images. Why are you having fun in life? We're kind of a byproduct of a by, by thought. We're there. There's, there's a black magazine there. There's Ebony magazine there. There's Jet magazine there. There's another little black magazine. I, know, I don't think there's magazines around now, but I'm just saying, you can see some black magazines here and there. 
but the vast majority of the magazines are people smiling and they're white. You leave the store, and on the way home, there's billboards. If there's any positive images of people looking really happy, talking about all kinds of different advertisements, they're white. When you go to home, turn the TV. If you just turn the TV down, don't listen to nothing right now. We ain't talking about sound. Just look at the images. It's all white. Like you come every once in a while and they'll make you laugh or they'll maybe run the football, NFL or some NBA. But look at the people who's really living their lives. They're white people. And when you get bills in the mail, you know, something you get to, whatever you get in the mail, you're going to see white people. If you see anything printed, anything printed from a printing machine, it's white people. If you go around your friends and they're all black and they start talking about anything, and they start talking about they did this and they build this and they're going to build over there, and girl, I hear they're getting ready to build up here over there. Uh, you know, I, 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 whenever I go to work and they be trying to tell me you got to come in this time of day, whenever they talk, you hear that word they, they, who in the hell are they talking about? White people. How on God's green earth can you think you're a black man? You're an invention of powerful white people at best. The only way you can escape is through educating yourself. And, I mean, you got to really work hard at it because you've been educated and indoctrinated ever since you've been born. In your mama's womb, your mama was saying crazy stuff. No, dis- no disrespect to nobody's mother, but our parents were saying crazy white things while they were carrying us around. How can we be black? How can we love black? How can we respect black? So what we do, we just get a little bit of black pride here and there. We got February and we got pussy. Posted up in our houses and stuff. And I'm, let's go to the phone line because I don't want this person to think I'm district. Ignoring them. Um, again, Brother Kenwin, uh, we're going to go to the phone line and take uh, on this call here. Eric code 602-332. Please forgive me for just going on and on there, but I just that I just couldn't let that one go. Go ahead and give us your name and what city you're calling from, calling from in your comment, please. Again, Eric code six zero two three three two. Can't give out your whole phone number. But go, can you hear me? Go ahead. My check. Can yeah, you hear we can me? hear you now. Go, okay, go right here we go. Now we we laugh. Uh, I apologize, bro. The reason why I came off the call, Lord, because of I was listening to your commentary. I'm not mad at you. Everything you said makes a lot of sense. At the end of the day, as a pastor, I've been doing it for thirty years. I was carrying a radio station. I was supposed to be there for 30 minutes and wind up staying for three hours. This is what I do. I live and I listen. I live and listen. And that's a very key word. I live and listen. I don't just take information. I listen to what people are saying because sometimes I might be going down the wrong road. I need some people to hear what I'm saying and guide me back to the right road. But I'm glad I came into this conversation because it, it, it's not a uh, – it's not a situation about race, color, creed, or your your what you have and what you don't have. 
it's all about changing the world. That's what I'm about. I'm about change. I don't want to talk about what we did 10 years ago. That's not going to help us now. I don't want to talk about what we did two days ago. What are we doing right now to change the world? I personally am going on a LinkedIn World Connections Tour. I got 22 markets lined up, but that doesn't make any sense to your average, regular, ordinary listener who don't know what I'm doing with doing the team. So I'm saying this is my this is my charge to you and to all your listeners out there on Radio Land is of five million people on Blog Talk Radio. Out of five million people, that's only a, not even a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of what the national global population. So with that being said, it, it's not about what we can do. It's about how we're going to bring forth change by working together. I'm really big on working together. I don't know it all. I don't have all the answers. But at the end of the day, when I'm preaching a message, no matter how you like it, whatever, you can run it back, read, listen, play back, whatever. But at the end of the day, what God instructs me to do, I'm going to do. And I feel like... Okay, hold on, hold on one second, hold on one second, hold on one second. Say your name again, please. Pastor Don Hold on, hold on. You have a horrible, horrible line. Hold on one second. Okay, y'all heard that? I, I muted him, and it all went away. Uh-huh. So listen, brother, brother, hold on a second. Brother, at 602-332, we got to hear what you're saying, because you said some powerful things yourself. But you're on a horrible line. So we're going to open back up your line. If you're moving around, please don't. You can't do it. After you get talking to us, finish your tour, whatever you're doing, or whatever task you're doing. But you, it sounds like you're moving around or something. So I'm going to open your line. Your line is back open. Okay. Again, give us your name. Give us your name and your city one more time. My name is Pastor Don Jr., CEO. My phone is going out. i got to go to the cell phone store in the morning and buy a new cell phone. That's, what, that's the reality. So you say Don Jr.? You say your name? Hold on, your name is Don Jr.? CEO. D-O-N-J-R-C-E-O. You can Google it. And what's the name of your church? Oh, Entertainment Worldwide Network. I'm up under uh, Resurrection of Hope Ministries. I've personally been in the entertainment industry 44 years. I'm honored, brother. And I heard what you said. And I'm not neglecting nothing you said. Everything you said was right. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, people do not have the opportunity to make their own decisions because they're not doing their own research. So a lot of people you're talking to, they're not catching it because they're not ready to research. And when you say research, that means you got to relive what people have already lived. And if you're not ready to live their lives, you don't know what you're talking about. So before you start knocking me down, I'm telling you, it's people out there in the world right now that's never heard me before, ever. But if you Google my name, Pastor Don Jr., CEO, you're going to find a whole lot. You're going to be like, wow, yeah. A lot of the records y'all like and y'all listen to y'all CDs had not been for me. Y'all will never heard of those records. Okay. So listen, and, 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 I, and I, know, I have no doubt that you're out there on the net like that, but my point to you is this. Of what we've talked about, what did you glean? What do you comment well, on what you've heard? Well, but see, and, and that's, a loaded, that's a loaded question. I mean, that's a very loaded question, and I'm going to be very respectful 
because you have a whole listening audience. And I don't want to give you my personal opinions that's going to interfere with your business opinions. And on Monday, because it's been Sunday night, Monday morning, some of these business opinions might be changed when people got checks. That's the reality of business. I'm saying to you like okay, this. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Well, listen, we appreciate your call. Mr. Mm-hmm. Don Jr., CEO, you're out of Phoenix, pastor, right? Pastor, you got to put you gotta put pastor in front of it. Pastor Don Jr., CEO. I, I, I don't okay. know why you, you're not a lazy guy. Please don't be lazy on me, bro. I, I know you're going to put me on me, but please don't be lazy on me, man. You got millions of listeners. Please, just, just give me my pop rounders, bro. Please. That's all I ask. Okay, 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 okay. We want to stay pointed, all right? We're not here to talk about your ministry. Please hear me out. I'm not okay. being lazy because I'm not looking you up and all of that. We're not here to look you up. You you gave um, everybody how to look you up. Those of you that want to look you up, they hear you loud and clear. You said it about four times. Again, Pastor Don Jr. CEO. Okay, you got your plug perfect. in. But Good what no, no, that's my name. you have to say, hold on, to what I said, because we're deep right now. I want to get the elephant out of the room first, and then I can address what it is. But if you can't say my name properly, I, I got to address that first before I can actually interject into the conversation. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We spent a lot of time talking about who you are. You said Pastor Don uh-huh. Jr. CEO. All right? Uh-huh. There you go. Uh-huh. You got your plug. Listen, we got a show going on. What do you have to say yes, about sir. what we talked about? Well, I, I, I love the type of conversation. I love the way that you disseminated the actual topic. But my personal take, because that's why you opened my line so I can give you my personal take, it's not your idea, it's my idea. What I heard, from what I heard from the callers, the listeners, and the people who never called in before, we are all trying to change the world, and we are all lost. And with that being said, I'm not taking away anything from your topic. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to move out the way. We can't do it without God, and that's it. We know that. We said that. We can't do it without God. Did you hear You don't think I was saying you can do it without God, do you? I'm sorry. Okay, listen. Pastor, I really appreciate you, okay? Thank you, sir. All right. Okay, folks. Again, tonight, we're talking about how subtle pregnancy in all Americans hinder God's blessing. And I'm about to go to Brother Kenwin and hear what he has to say. Uh, not about the caller. Uh, Brother Kenwin, if you could, just don't even address the caller because he was all over the place. He just wanted to get his plug in, and that's what people do. They find these shows that are doing well, and they just go to comment, and you hung up. You see what I mean? This is what we deal with. Folks will call a show because your show is big or bigger than theirs. Maybe not be big as you wanted, but it's bigger than theirs or whatever they're doing. They'll call you. And they'll say something, and 
number one, they won't even be listening for probably about an hour or so. They don't even put in an hour. A lot of times they're just listening for about five minutes. They press one, comment, say who they are, and move on. That's what I mean by people just, it's, 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 they're not right in the head. And there he is, you know, saying he's got a following and all that. Well, see what I mean? It's what social media got people heads at. All they want to do is just get blow up their little mess, blow up their little mess. And they wonder why sometimes people don't take them serious because it's all just about them and just about being popular and how many likes I got and how many people follow me, this dumb stuff. Instead of commenting on the topic at hand, Brother Kenwin, what do you have to say about what we were talking about earlier prior to being distracted there? Uh, well, yeah, I was following where you were going, man. Uh like I said, it's a complicated issue, a sensitive uh, for a lot of Hebrew Israelites. Um, the path that you'll mostly hear Hebrew Israelites take is the the one that sounds more like hate speech, right? Uh, but when you kind of weigh it up, and, and well, I, I can really just uh, uh, talk about myself. when you When you actually put weight to it, you know, uh, you'll find out that, at least with me, that there is a lot of uh, hesitancy uh, and confusion uh, with uh, Jephthah and uh, Esau and identifying white people in general. Because like you said, uh, they basically have a little bit of everything in them. Uh, They are, are... not all the same. Uh, they come from here and there. They united as white supremacy. Uh, let's say we'll put a year on a, uh, the Renaissance period, or maybe even a little after well, that. Well, it's really not very old. A lot of people think that race is race. Groupings of people based on skin color started around the Spanish Inqui- Inquisition. But it really picked up. Uh, it really picked up around 1681 after Baker's Rebellion. Y'all heard me, your brother John talking about that. Let me explain that really quickly, everybody. What in the New World in America, uh, not America, North America? Yeah, it's pretty much America. The whole thing, North, Central, and uh, North and South and Central. But right now, from the North America, when they begin to uh, establish. This this place for themselves because it already was established um, for real for real. But when they when 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 those from Europeans came over here, they had what they call indentured servants. Servants. At that time, someone for Spain, literally that was united as far as being a Spaniard, wasn't white. It was white and black. Different colors, so-called colors, because they weren't. Nobody was ranking each other, grouping each other, each other based on color. Somebody from Italy could be black or white. A lot of times, a black or white person from Italy might not like a black or white person from Spain, and they would stick together. The white, the so-called pigmented person and non-pigmented person, would be together as a Spaniard against Italian. Y'all, they wasn't grouping each other based on color to go do your history. They wasn't. 
around this time it really picked up. But the Spanish, the uh, 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 Spanish Inquisition is what I'm hearing because uh, I wasn't there. But according to history, I'm hearing that's when they first started using it. They had to find a way to okay. differentiate the people. So they, they created this bogus way. But anyway, in 1681, when they began to start distributing land, there was an uprise. They said it was the biggest uprise in America. The, excuse me, the first uprise in America, the first big uprising was over land. And there was a gentleman by the name of, uh, uh, of Bacon. They call it Bacon's Rebellion. Some of y'all, you got the internet, you can Google it while I'm talking. Bacon's Rebellion. And uh, there was a governor by the name of Governor Berkeley in that area. And, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking it's near Jamestown. I forget the exact location, but Bacon's Rebellion is pretty common history. Again, it was the first uprising in the New World. And it was hazardous with land distribution because they said when they brought these indentured servants, black and white, again, they wouldn't be classified by no color. When they brought these different Europeans over, they promised them not 40 acres in the mule, but a lot more than that, okay? We would not get into the statistics on that. And they didn't quite distribute it accordingly. And there was an uprising. And uh, I'm trying to think of Bacon's first name. But uh, he was not having it. And the Indians had the so-called people that was here called Indians was a part of this. They wasn't distributing the land, and the Indians, of course, wanted their portion, and there was just this big uprise. Well, slavery had just begun to start picking up, and they created this new underclass. They, they began to really enforce, I should say, because some people say it actually started, they actually started using the term, like I said, in the Spanish Inquisition. But they really, really honed in on that and started using black and white. And they were bringing in the slaves. They created this new subclass. People come know as slaves are going to be black. I know some blacks are you are free, and you come over from, from Europe, and you didn't promise, you know, and then some of them did get the land. I'm talking about blacks that was not slaves indigent servants. They were not slaves. They did get land. Yes, they did get land. They they got some of them got what was promised, but others did not. That's what causes uh this Bacon's rebellion. But they, again, when this uprise happened, Governor Berkeley and the boys, so to speak, was not having this. They said we can't have this. So they basically convinced these some of these indentured servants they start classifying this white and black, and they convince those that didn't have much pigmentation that, listen, y'all cannot have what we got, but there is going to be a new underclass, and we're going to, you know, these Africans, and, and you'll get more than what they got. And so they start, that's when they, that's when they picked up, and they started just referring to people based upon skin color. I know some of y'all have a hard time believing that, but do your own history. This is, this is not nothing controversial. You know, I talk about a lot of things that I don't know about that, but, you know, I don't know what the scripture's saying. Well, this is just your history here. This I've heard that before. A lot of what... Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't services. mean to interrupt, but uh, I, I've i heard something like that before, uh, dealing with the Moorish brothers, um, that there was even a first black president was during that time. Uh, it's literally like a bunch of people from the other side of the world was starting up their colonies, and uh, they didn't quite know which direction to take it. But eventually, racism uh, 
was the stance that, you know, ultimately happened, but uh, free black people, yeah, I've heard that from the Moorish people. Yes. Uh, yeah. You can continue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just think about it. There's a new world. There's Indians here. And there were these black people working the land along with white people. They weren't racist. I'm sure because in Solomon in the Bible, there was there was those that was uh said, Look not hate don't hate me because my skin was burnt up on me. So I don't think original man was black, 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 black. I don't think I think Adam had to have been like brown, like the earth. Dark, I think on the dark side, but I do think as Adam and others went to where there's regions where it wasn't as cold, I only turned white. I don't believe by that mess, that lie. It's another lie. I just think it was lighter brown. To mind, where the equator is, black, black, black people producing white, white, white people. So you have to go nowhere where there ain't no sun in condition talking about that's producing white skin. I don't believe that. Your white skin was produced, our white skin. Let me correct myself. Our white skin, because there's only one humanity. We became, we became lighter, uh, oh, excuse me, white through albinoism. They're lighter than anything the sun could ever do. The sun does turn black, black skin a little more of a brown. It does. I know that. But folks try to use that and say that's why he's going. I don't believe that. If that is true, okay, let's just say it's true. Please tell me about these millions of white, 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 white skinned people produced by black, 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 black people. Blonde hair produced by black, 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 black people. Red hair produced by black, 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 black people. And what in the world is the Leviticus 13 talking about? White skin, black skin turning white. This is why I can never hate because I believe we're all of the same people. And, again, I don't want to turn this show into that because the white supremacy I'm talking about and black inferiority, the same coin, one side is black, white, white supremacy, uh, other side of the coin, black inferiority, white is superior what? So-called black inferiority says the lie. So that's what the lie says. White is inferior to black. Black is in, inferior to white. You say one phrase, you're saying the other phrase, the same. So I'm talking about it in other areas, not just skin color. But I had to go down Bacon's Rebellion Lane. So a lot of y'all have heard John talk about me, talk about Bacon's Rebellion. But that's, Google it yourself. That is your history right here in America. The first uprising in America, big uprising, had to do with land distribution. And, and one guy that was very... Uh, 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 the main character was Bacon. They call it Bacon's Rebellion. And again, I'm not 100%. I, I'm trying to not have to go to the internet while I'm talking and just focus on what I'm saying. But y'all should know Bacon's Rebellion. So I got to Google Bacon's Rebellion. Anyway, brothers and sisters, again, you tuned to the Process on Network. I'm Brother Seth. Tonight I'm pointing it with uh, Brother Ken and Casper all the way in the wonderful state of Texas, I guess I can say, in the city of Tyler. And um, tonight we're talking about how subtle white supremacy in all Americans hinder God's blessings. Again, white supremacy is a false, a false idol. It's a system. The Bible talks about 
one of the abominations that the Bible says that the Father said is an abomination is a false balance, a false balance. And that's all white supremacy is. It's a standard that's false. It's almost like a scale. What do you do if you're trying to build something your scale is giving you the wrong number? Well, that's what white supremacy is, but on a bigger scale. It's a standard that, that the Father didn't authorize. And we literally live our lives based off of this standard. It starts with this white image of God. That's why we hit it a little bit tonight. But that's not all it is, tiny area of life. So the next few shows, I think what I'm going to do, even after tonight, because I don't think y'all really, really, really getting a, a glimpse of my book tonight. As bad as much as I've been firing away here, and Brother King wouldn't been uh, my right hand man tonight, asking questions and making comments. Uh, the kindness of his heart and being honest as he can. I, that's why we like this, but we don't let you hear how he actually sees it. But as much as I'm firing away tonight, I promise I ain't did a one hundredth of this book. This book. Just to kind of let y'all know, again, I'm writing a book. I took a break because uh, it's a little it's a little depressing at times. You have to really talk about this thing and remember that the Father's in control and, and you have to stay encouraged because it, it would depress you, just this topic. Because people are walking around thinking they're so free and they're so this and they're so that, and they're white supremacists. They're practicing white supremacists right in front of your eyes, and they're thinking they're so, you know, you got all these pastors and stuff and church folk. That's what I want this gentleman to talk about, you know. But they, you can't bring this up in church. I said, brother, says, you can't bring this right here up in church. So if you can't talk about this in a, in the Lord's house where he wants his people free and worshiping him only with his standards and his way to look at everything, and they're looking at things through the eyes of racist white people. You don't think that's worth talking about in church? So if that's the case, brothers and sisters, if that's the case, we have a problem. We have a problem. Let's take a little short break. Let's take a little short break. I need to get something to drink. And again, I'm not 100% tonight, but I think I've done pretty good despite how I feel. But, Kim, were you okay with the uh, break, sir? Oh, yeah. Bring it on, man. See what good music you're going to play. <laughs> yeah. Just a little old school here. Folks, we'll be right back. Again, you talking to the Network. And just uh, a little old something. We'll be right back, folks.
Everybody, it's gonna take a little break to get some to drink there. But again, it's the Possums on Network, brother. This is brother Seth, and I have uh, the one and only brother Kenwin Cassaberry, and we just swing tonight. Come up again, how subtle white supremacy and all Americans hinder God's blessing. One more time, how subtle white supremacy and all Americans hinder God's blessing. And I know some people saying, oh, but you ain't talking about me, and they're offended by this topic. How dare you say, I'm practicing my supremacy. But folks, listen, it's not, it's not something um, that I'm proud of, but yes, I practice it. I don't want to. And I, and I try to, my wife and everybody know when they see it, call it out quick, because I don't want to be a part of it. But how can you not be brothers and sisters if you're raised in America? Let's bring on our co-host, co-host back, Brother Kenwin. Casper, your line is back open. And again, thank you, Brother, for uh, uh, riding with me tonight. And keep continuing to let me know about my mic and uh, 
because we want to get this quality down pack. And again, brothers, I, I have I talk a lot about mics these days, but we we want to get the quality of blog talk up because we're going to be doing some other things going on YouTube, and, and I want to make sure everything is tight. So I'm experimenting with different mics. So let me know what Ken went. But, but Ken went, uh, before I go uh, any further, just comment on any, well, he pretty much did comment. But anything you might have thought of over the break before I uh, pick off here in this final gear? Oh, uh, uh, no, no, no. Um, it still stands where it's at, brother. I'm just kind of listening to where you're taking it. It's a different perspective that I'm I'm really giving it my all and trying to understand and because um, I, I do have my my personal issues uh with this subject. So um you know, okay. I don't want it to sound like hate speech, but uh I because I, I don't hate. But at the same time I just wanna just hear where you where you're going with it and let's hear you out. Okay. Well again I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate the honesty, and we ain't going nowhere until people do what you just did. Just be honest and say, hey, I hear what you're saying, but it's hard to accept, or I do accept it all. Whatever. And it's okay because I'm not your Holy Ghost. I'm not the Rosh HaKadosh. Uh, I'm just sharing the way I got it. But back to the subject at hand, brothers and sisters. Again, please answer this question, brothers and sisters. Uh, on the phone lines of your own mind, those of you listening to archives, and of course in the chat room, you can come as well. But the question is, where did you learn not to be a white supremacist? How? When? Where did you learn it? Where did you learn? Well, my mother always taught us, we somebody and hold your head up and black. Okay, that was good. That's a part of the solution. But can you really say that even your own mother that said that and your dad that said that, did they not have ways where you don't see some white supremacy? I know my parents did. My mother used to say something. My mother never said blacks was no good or any kind of just obvious crazy stuff. But all of my relatives, I know they may not like me saying this either, but I've seen white supremacy in everybody. Everybody that I know. Everybody. I don't know about that. Well, they'll never, ever, ever. When I, again, what do I say is white supremacy? It's very simple. Any belief. It's just if it's just one belief you say that's because somebody is carrying white skin on them or they're white. Faded African is another word, really, another phrase, another description. But if you say those people, if I can use those people or anybody white, is superior, does things better in any way, you have ascribed to white supremacy and you are acting it out in some way in some way or another we all act out what we believe whenever we on that topic or that area of life we're handicapped we're causing pain because all lies every lie 
eventually cause some kind of pain. Brother Kenwood is talking about how a lot of the Israelites, if, 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 if what they're teaching does not liberate, they are going to cause pain. Whatever we believe, it's either liberating, and when the white, so-called white man here, whatever the Hebrew Israelites are teaching or whether I'm teaching, if it calls, if they're being rebuked, we can't say that's pain because that's healthy. And I just got a message from Blog Talk that we got 90 seconds. We're going to wrap this short, folks. But Blog Talk just let me know we have 90 seconds. So those of you that's on the phone lines, stay where you're at. And those of you that's listening to this show, you click on the link. You didn't call the phone number. You clicked on the link and you're listening. You must call the phone number now in order to keep listening uh, to the rest of these final minutes, or you're going to have to wait till we go off and then just listen to the show uh, uh, after it's recorded, after it's in the recording. Again, she just said you have 60 seconds. So, again, call the number, 914-205-5590. But, Brother Kenwin, Whatever you're saying that, you know, whatever we're teaching, it's got to, at some point, make whites and blacks free. If whites is believing a lie and they hear this truth and they get offended, well, they're going to be okay. That's just tough love. They just, they're going to be okay. So if it's true, whatever we're teaching, in the end, they should be okay with it. It should bring them peace. It should. Yeah, there's a light supposed to be a light to the world. Absolutely. Uh, Through through Christ, through Christ, of course. Through Christ, of course, yes. So I tell you, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I was just kind of, uh, I was just reiterating, going to say it again, but no, you go ahead, brother, go ahead. but, But I tell Everybody, I don't do no shows for just black people. You should either. Nobody should. Nobody should. Anybody call themselves a believer should never be doing something just for white people or just for black people. Because God, if you really talk about what God is saying, if you really, 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 really talk about what God is saying or what the Bible is saying, it's always for everybody. God does not see if you're based upon color. It's stupidness we done created or they created. Anything he's saying in that book is to liberate everybody. Now, if somebody's lying and they done built their whole life around lies, they're going to have some painful times when the truth comes. And we just have to still love them. We still ain't supposed to hate them. When they're going through their tough time and they found out that Christ wasn't a white man, the Bible is full of dark-skinned people. Heaven, when you die and you go to the New Jerusalem, it's going to be full of dark-skinned people. And that, that, that causes them to throw up and be sad. Some of them want to lead the church. And, okay, we got to be there for them and say, I'm, feel, I'm sorry you feel this way. Or I'm sad you feel this way, but I'm here for you. So they just got to go through a lot of hard times because they've been, bought, they've been, they've been lied to. Just like a lot, a lot of light-skinned black people. They've been getting all kind of things handed them because they're associated with white skin. Well, when this when this truth comes, they're gonna sometimes feel a little something because dark skinned people are gonna be able to rise. 
they may feel a little something, something, something. Well, that's because you've been out of place to light-skinned people in black neighborhoods. You've been looked at. Louisiana is full of a lot of confused people with this right here. It's black folks that light, light-skinned in Louisiana that say they're Italian. Just dumb stuff. So when this truth starts to really flourish, they're going to be feeling some kind of way. But it's only because you've been basing your life on lies. So in the end, everybody is going to be much better off with the truth. And that's what I'm committed to, not not blackness, not Hebrew Israelites. I am a Hebrew Israelite. It's in my DNA. It ain't even a belief thing. It's a DNA thing. You're Israelite, brothers and sisters, African Americans. You're Israelite whether you want to be or not. You don't ever have, ever have to ever, ever, ever say where Hebrew Israelite or Israelite. You're just as much as Israelite by blood than anybody. But, again, who wants to just stay there when the most high show over and over and over that that's not enough? He wants your heart. He wants your spirit. It's not enough to be an Israelite by blood. I said it's not enough to be an Israelite by blood. I said it's not enough to be an Israelite by blood. It's a great thing to, to, to throw off to defeat white supremacy by saying Israelite because, I mean, those people, Israelites, were second to none. They make the whole Roman Empire look like children. There was nothing like that little tiny, that tiny nation called Israel. So, yes, it delivers a blow that helps your self-esteem. It helps you somewhat stick out your chest, as Paul said, Apostle Paul said. But then you have to realize the Father, he's not just looking for Israelites just because of blood. They're the circumcised of the heart. He is a Jew that is one spiritually. Yes, there are DNA Israelites, but as far as the New Covenant, uh, you know, I believe he's looking for those who have a heart circumcised, who have allowed that spirit, that Ruach HaKadosh, to reside in them, which knoweth all things, and needed not that any man should teach it, because it's inside of you. So we talked about that, too, on this show. So, and speaking of shows, brothers, because if you missed last week's shows, please Google Five Smooth Phone, Blog Talk Radio. Go to our front page, and you can see all the shows. It's over it's nearly 500 now. Just just go back and pick and just see the different shows. We're very serious. Any one of the shows is just as good as the next show because we're trying our best to share things we know for sure, that we know for sure. And we're hoping and praying that what we know for sure will also make you free, brothers and sisters. Humanity I'm talking about. So I'm going to wrap up this show. Brother Kenwood, I really thank you for listening and commenting here and there and keeping, because I wasn't feeling a thousand, I wasn't feeling a hundred percent, but now I'm a lot better. And uh, of course, brothers and sisters, those, those of you that heard me repeat myself and Please forgive me again. I'm not 100%. We had a family function. I I just didn't get enough rest during this whole weekend and just been trying to run all these functions and super tired. The second weekend I've done that. I'm going to um, ask you for your final comment, and I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Again, brothers and sisters, next week I'm going to hit this even harder where I'm talking about the book, the book 
all of these shows that I'm going to be doing on Sunday nights will be dealing with racism for a while. At least I'll put this book out. And, uh, again, uh, Sunday night is going to be dealing with racism. So, Brother King, when, as I talk about this, it's going to be interesting to hear how you evolve on this, whether or not you're going to be uh, against it or for it or add to it. But I do plan on, on Sunday nights. And this is why do you do that? Some people ask me. I am trying to keep my mind fresh as far as race, so-called race is concerned. So until I get this book out, I know if I talk about this, if I do shows on it, I'm going to be thinking about it. It's going to be my mind, and new thoughts will come to write. But I've already probably got 100 pages of this book already. So as I talk about it, it just makes writing a lot easier since it's, I'm doing a whole two-hour show. So, Brother Kingwood, final words, please, and again, we'll wrap up the show, please. And it looked like some kind of way he dropped us. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show. Again, he, it could have happened. He's on the cell. Y'all know Brother Kenwood uh, is on the road a lot, so he could have dropped. But once you drop after the show, after one, uh, you can't call back. So I just want to say this, folks. The purpose of the show tonight, and I think I said this earlier, I'm saying it again. The purpose of the show tonight is to show you that we have a credible threat. Uh, credible, and that we also have proven solutions. And we talked about, about that tonight. We talked about the threat being idolatry, a false standard. The Bible talks about that's an abomination. Uh, you know, a whole new way of looking at everything on the earth through the eyes of a philosophy that whites is original, better, superior, through action, thought, or deed. This is a philosophy, and it's a threat, and it's real. It's one of the most powerful tools Satan ever came up with. So tonight's show is to talk about things that you just can't hear on other networks, for sure in your churches and your educational centers. That's what we do here at the Five Stone Network. We talk about things the Father is saying and wanting us to deal with, that, you, that the church is not saying or dealing with, as well as educational, a lot of our educational centers is not dealing with. And so what do you do when the Father really is saying things and the church don't want to deal or educational centers don't want to deal? What do you do? The Father has to get his word out. He is the Father. He is the authority. As you know, he told Christ, sit here on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. And I think he's counseling the, the Messiah Christ how to make his enemies his footstool. How is this enemy ever going to become his footstool as far as racism, white supremacy slash black inferiority? How is he ever going to dismantle that whole empire, that whole giant? How can he cause that to fall and never deal with it? I don't understand that one. That's one thing I never understood. How is the problem going to be solved if you never talk about it? So we're just trying to shed light on the myth, the myths of white supremacy, our world's ruling religion. The name of the book, 
to be more specific, it's the myths of white supremacy, our world's ruling religion. Again, I'm Brother Seth. You've been tuned into the Fashion Zone Network tonight, and this has been our topic. It's going to be our topic. I'll hear different aspects of it. I mean, we're going to be talking about racism. We're going to talk about this racism, white supremacy, slash black inferiority in churches and pastors, and uh, just in every aspect of life uh, where you have humans. We're going to be talking about how they are practicing this lie uh, in every tiny aspect of life. Don't mean if it's religion, economics, uh, it could be spirituality, it can be in these churches, it can be uh, employment, it can be just any area of life. So that's what we're going to talk about for the next few weeks to come, and I'm excited because it gives me ammunition to write even more in my book. I get new thoughts every time I do these blogs talking about this topic, and it's happening with the book. I hope you've been blessed by this, uh, these, 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 the, the things I've shared tonight. Folks, I, I just, I can't tell you how serious this is. I mean, and the Father did not want other people to own his people. He wants to own our minds, our thoughts, our, our, our measure, uh, how we measure life, what we're looking at when we see the scriptures, uh, what we're thinking about it, what we see when we see his word. He wants us to be seeing it the proper way. So um, he wants us to dismantle this idolatry in our hearts. Again, I love every single one of you, as I say every week. I really do. And there's nothing, nothing you can do about it. All right. I'm going to go out with a little Morgan Heritage. This is something a little different. Um, it says, Guess Who? <laughs> Guess Who? By Morgan Heritage. It's talking about a people that have come in and stolen a place in history from the original people of God. Good night.
Yeah. 